Hitler was more convinced than ever, following the Rhineland triumph, that he was walking with destiny, guided by the hand of providence. The plebiscite of the 29th of March 1936 was both at home and outside Germany a demonstration of Hitler's enhanced strength. He could act with new confidence. During the summer, the international alignments that would crystallize over the next three years began to form. The balance of power in Europe had unmistakably shifted. Characteristically, Hitler's first step after his election success was to present a peace plan, generous in his own eyes to his coveted allies, the British. On the 1st of April, his special envoy in London, Joachim von Ribbentrop, the former champagne salesman who had become his most trusted adviser in foreign affairs, passed on the offer Hitler had drafted the previous day to the British government. It included a four-month moratorium on any troop reinforcements in the Rhineland, together with an expression of willingness to participate in international talks aimed at a 25-year peace pact, restricting production of the heaviest forms of artillery alongside bans on the bombing of civilian targets and usage of poison gas, chemical or incendiary bombs. The seemingly reasonable offer had arisen from the serious diplomatic upheaval following the German march into the Rhineland, when belated French pressure for action against Germany had prompted British attempts to gain a commitment from Hitler to refrain from any increase in troop numbers on the Rhine and from fortifying the region. Naturally, on these concrete points, Hitler had made no concessions. The reply of the 6th of May, 1936, from the British Foreign Secretary Antony Eden, left the door open for improved relations through new international agreements to replace the now defunct Locarno Settlement of 1925. But for all its diplomatic language, the reply was essentially negative. Eden informed the German Foreign Minister, Konstantin Freiherr von Neurath, that His Majesty's government regret that the German government have not been able to make a more substantial contribution towards the re-establishment of the confidence which is such an essential preliminary to the wide negotiations which they both have in view. With this, the British government's distrust of Hitler was plain. It would sit ever more uneasily alongside the determination, at practically any cost, to prevent Britain once more being embroiled in war. As Stanley Baldwin, the British Prime Minister, had put it at the end of April, with two lunatics like Mussolini and Hitler, you can never be sure of anything. But I am determined to keep the country out of war. If Hitler was to encounter increased difficulties in attaining his desired alliance with Great Britain, his Rhineland triumph opened up new opportunities elsewhere. Italy, taken up since the previous autumn with the repercussions of the invasion of Abyssinia, now heading to a belatedly victorious conclusion for Mussolini, was more than content to see the attention of the Western powers diverted by the remilitarization of the Rhineland. More than that, the diplomatic fallout from the invasion of Abyssinia had forged better relations between Italy and Germany. As Mussolini had signalled earlier in the year, Italy's interest in protecting Austria from German inroads had sharply diminished in return for Germany's support in the Abyssinian conflict. The way was opening for the eventual emergence of the Berlin-Rome axis towards the end of the year. Meanwhile, the inevitable consequence of the removal of any protection from Italy was that Austria was forced to acknowledge, as would be the case in a one-sided agreement in July, that the country had now fallen within Germany's orbit. Within a fortnight of the Austrian agreement, 
the diplomatic fault lines in Europe would widen still further with Hitler's decision to commit Germany to intervention in what would rapidly emerge as the Spanish Civil War, a baleful prelude to the catastrophe soon to engulf the whole of Europe. To shrewd observers, it was becoming clear Hitler's Rhineland coup had been the catalyst to a major power shift in Europe. Germany's ascendancy was an unpredictable and highly destabilizing element in the international order. The odds against a new European war in the foreseeable future had markedly shortened.